Hey, what's going on, Who That Nation? It is yours truly, TJ Jones, the host of the State of the Saints podcast. Thank you so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast, where we talk New Orleans Saints. Shouts out to everybody that's filing in right now. I ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the State of the Saints podcast. If you're new, I ask that you subscribe to the channel. And hopefully, uh, if you have not already, um, you can go ahead and uh, subscribe by the end of this show. But we're going to be talking about uh, the final thoughts on the Saints week 13 loss versus the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, the Saints uh, lose two straight uh, and they go into the bye week in heartbreaking fashion. Uh, the New Orleans Saints had a 16 to three lead with about three and some change left on the clock. And they allowed the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to come back, score 14 unanswered points to win the game by one. Uh, this is one of the darkest days in New Orleans Saints history. This has been absolutely embarrassing uh, this entire season. Uh, the reason why I didn't do a show yesterday, because quite frankly, I tell everybody, on top of uh, being a podcaster and a broadcaster, I'm a Saints fan. I was born and raised in New Orleans. I grew up in the Ninth Ward area. I went to Lorraine Hansberry Elementary. I went to Charles Joseph Code Middle School. I went to Frederick Douglass for my ninth grade year and graduated from Carver. I even went my freshman year at Dillon University. So I am embedded in New Orleans. I am as certified New Orleans as a as a bus ticket and a 10 cent transfer. I am about as New Orleans as a Hugh Big Pie. I am about as New Orleans as we never close. And yesterday, I, I had to decompress from this whole entire season before I get behind the microphone to tell you all how I feel. I didn't really tell you how I felt on the show right after because I really didn't say anything at all. And I know some people probably thought to themselves, well, you know, maybe I was doing that for dramatic effect, but I was not. I was a man who got behind a microphone on uh, immediately following the game with absolutely nothing to say. Um, I still, in some ways, don't have much to say except this. If the New Orleans Saints believe that fans are going to come to the Caesar Superdome 
and watch a Dennis Allen-led football team for the rest of this year and next year, they're wasting their damn time. I'm going to say that again. If the New Orleans Saints organization believes that anybody is going to spend their hard-earned money to come to the Caesars Superdome this year and next year with a Dennis Allen-led football team, you are sadly mistaken. I understand that the New Orleans Saints organization aren't as tough as you see some of these other organizations in New York and in Philadelphia and some of these other places You know that demand excellence even though they haven't done a damn thing, but they demand excellence because of nostalgia purposes. But you got to do what needs to be done. Dennis Allen is not the answer for this football team. Dennis Allen is not a head coach. He is not a head coach. He is a great coordinator. He's a guy, if I was a head coach, I would want him to be my coordinator. But the guy is not a head coach. And you can't you can't put a square peg into a round hole. You cannot make something happen that is not going to happen. The combination of he and P. Carmichael, two lieutenants, collectively, are not the answer. When guys cannot, when he can't overthrow a decision because he's worried about how that makes another person feel, that's not the type of guy that I want to have as my head coach. The fact that he gets behind the podium and tells everybody, I'm talking Dennis Allen, that he should have. This, he should have changed the call to a run. For you to say that, that's telling me you have absolutely no spine. No spine whatsoever. This is your football team. Pete Carmichael calling the plays, but at the end of the day, we're talking about you. People have low morale because of you. People feel like this team can't go to the next level because of you. And yet you're still sitting on the sidelines and afraid and putting your hands in your pockets, so to speak. And you don't want to negate a decision that could decide your fate, that can decide your season. It's an absolute embarrassment the way that this team is going. It's an absolute embarrassment the way that this organization is leading us to. I have absolutely no problem with the decisions. I don't. At the beginning of the season, I think we all bought in. I think we all felt that the Saints last year had a really good defense and a really good team, and they just got struck with a little bit of bad luck. I understand all that, right? We get it. But what I don't understand and what I will not understand is when you see the mistakes that are being made and you still try to double down on them. If the Saints organization doubles down on these mistakes, then I, they are telling us, they're telling the entire New Orleans Saints fan base straight up, like, forget what y'all are talking about. This is what we're going to do. We're going to shove this down your throat and you're going to like it. But guess what? I will continue to get behind this microphone. I will f- continue to get in front of this camera and tell them that they're making mistakes. I will continue to tell you that you don't know what the hell you're doing. And if you continue to do this, then I will. I will be one of those people that be lobbying, not right now, but I will be lobbying for the grounds of of Mickey Loomis getting fired. Because you cannot look at this football team and tell me this is the same football team from last year. When it comes to 
energy, when it comes to sway, when it comes to confidence, you do not see it. I went back and I watched the game, Who That Nation. I went back and I watched the game as, as, as terrible as it was. And I can tell you right now, when I look at players who had energy like Alvin Kamara, tiptoeing through the hole because he realizes that his offensive line can't block worth a damn. When he, when he is so disinterested, when I'm seeing guys who you rather, you know, catch one hand snags than catch it with two hands in order for them to be on ESPN top 10. When I'm watching a 12 year veteran and Mark Ingram step out of bounds, even though I hope that brother's okay because he has a partial MCL in the out for the season. But when I'm seeing stuff like that, it just tells me everything that I need to know. And when I see stupidity, like when the game is on the line and you're out there with a jumbo set with Kirk Merritt and Adam Prentice and Taysom Hill as your receivers, that tells me everything I need to know. Okay? That tells me everything that I need to know. Dennis Allen needs to go. It's just as simple as that. Dennis Allen needs to go. I, I, I mean, honestly, who that nation? Why are we even getting upset at this particular point? This guy sucks. This team is not good. I felt, I was telling my mom this. Shouts out to my mom. I was talking to her on the phone, talking about the game. And... I told, I said, this is one of the first times I felt weird. This was one of the first games that I can remember that I had absolutely no emotional attachment. Even when it started to get close. You know how like when games start to get close when you're a Saint fan and you feel like your heart is starting to race a little bit. You're like, oh, snap, come on, please get a stop. Please get a stop. You start feeling that, that anxiety. I didn't even feel it. I felt like a, a human being who was in a loveless relationship and that person said something to me that should have hurt me, but it didn't. That's how I felt. I felt emotional detachment from this football team. I, I'm, I'm straight and it, and I'm just wondering why, because, and, and then I thought about it. I was like, because I knew what this team is. So I'm just wondering, like, why are we wasting our time getting frustrated at a team that we know is going to continue to let us down? So it's fine. It, it, look, second straight year, it looks like the Saints aren't going to make the uh, – they're not going to make the playoff for the second straight year. Fine. But what we're not going to do is continue to go down this, this, this rabbit hole of ineptitude. I will not subject myself to that. So – I will continue to beat the drum. I will continue to talk. I will continue to say the same thing over and over again until this dude is no longer the head coach of the New Orleans Saints. This dude needs to be fired. This coaching staff needs to go. Pete Carmichael needs to go. They, they both need to get the heck up out of here. It's just that simple. Find you somebody that is going to be a leader of men. Find you somebody that understands situational football. Find you somebody that has the cojones, the huevos, to 
go for it in crucial situations. There's a stat out here right now about Dennis Allen, about the high percentage of him going for a field goal or selecting to punt on a fourth and one. Like, it's it's mind-boggling. You know who does stuff like that? Coaches that don't have confidence. Coaches that second-guess themselves. Coaches with 8 and 28 records. That's who do that. Not coaches that want to win. Not coaches that want to be a champion. Not a coach that believes in his football team. Because here's the reality. Why should these players believe in you if you don't even believe in them? Tampa Bay is, I can understand last week versus the 49ers, they have one of the best run defenses in all of football. But Tampa is not very good. And let me tell you something, folks. If you can't get one yard, if you can't get one freaking yard, you don't deserve to win. But this is who we are, who that nation. This is our representation. This man is coaching his team equal to a guy who is covering up in a corner in a fetal position because he thinks that somebody's going to be kicking him. So he curls up in a corner to try to make sure you don't hit him in the face. This is an embarrassment. This is one of the lowest points in New Orleans Saints history. I haven't felt this dejected about a football team in a very long time. And it's, it's a doggone shame because we weren't that long ago talking about this team being a Super Bowl contender. Now we we can't even like mention Super Bowl when it comes to this team. They turned this team into an absolute joke. But the thing about it is nobody in the who that nation is laughing. But let me go ahead and read some of your comments. Not gonna be long, folks. Uh I apologize. I look, you know, a little sweaty. Man. I've been working uh around the, the radio station cleaning up a little bit. Uh, did want to do a show today, so I do apologize for that. Um, but let me go ahead and uh, read some of your comments. We'll start at Alpha Sports says the Saints seem to score uh, running uh, the no huddle. Todd Bowles said they will use the no huddle more since they had success. Uh, you would think D.A. might say the same. Look, D.A. is not going to say the same because D.A. has no spine. I don't care, man. At this particular point, look, I know some people might want to hide what they need to say. I know some people may want to just kind of stretch it because they scared about what the Saints organization might say or, or what they might do. Look, I ain't look, I got respect for everybody that works within the Saints organization. Some of them have blessed me with interviews, but be on here on the show, but I ain't kissing nobody behind. The fact of the matter is that, you know, the, the real reason is this dude is a coward. Straight up. He coached cowardly. You got an eight and 28 record that and, and is in the back of your mind. Now you're second guessing yourself. It's the reason why you decide to go with Andy Dalton instead of Jameis Winston. That's the reason why, because he, he because it's less of a risk. It's not the fact that Jameis Winston can't play the quarterback position. It's the fact that you feel like he, he probably has more chances of making mistakes than Andy Dalton do. So I'd rather go with a short thing. Right. It's like it's like investing your money in Coca-Cola or something. Right. You know, Coca-Cola has been around since the 1800s. You know, it's not going anywhere. But there's this new vibrant cola that's probably going to be taken over. And all of a sudden, you know, what I'm saying, nah, I can't do that. I, I'm not sure about that. And then about 15 years later, that's the biggest thing since Coca-Cola. But you won't know it until you take a risk. You know, th 
Dennis Allen is the is the the guy to me in the early 2000s that was like Google. What's that, man? I don't know about that, man. How much it is? Ten uh, ten dollars uh, a share? Nah, I don't know about that. No, I don't know about that. I don't think I'm gonna invest ten dollars in that. That's the type of guy that Dennis Allen is to me. A guy that doesn't want to take a risk. So all these different plays, like, oh, we need to do this. I seen it work for Kansas City. I heard, I seen it work for the Rams. Look, we wasting our time. This dude is a coward. Okay. Let's let's go ahead and run the halfback dives and the halfback stretches and and you know and, and the Taysom Hill QB power uh you know all game long and let's see where we at and hopefully you know we we might score 16 points and other team might score 13. We not winning no more games, maybe one at best. I hope so. I, I'm serious. I, I hope so because maybe that's what it's gonna have to take. I I'm look. I ain't, I ain't lying. I ain't going to sugarcoat to y'all. I'm not. Maybe that's what it takes in order for to get this dude up out of here. So if that's the, if that's what it has to be done, it is what it is. And I look, the only difference is between some me and somebody else is I'm, I'm willing to say it. This team is that bad. That's how I want this dude out of here, whatever it takes, whatever it takes. I mean, shots out to the team. They could have quit. They could have folded in. They could have phoned it in. They could have, but they didn't. Okay, and the sad thing about it is they were trying hard. They they were trying hard, and this guy still couldn't help these boys get over the hump. Because when it came down to it, when it was nip and tuck, it was time for situational football. And you know the sad thing about this is, here's the reality, folks. This man's defense was playing lights out all game long. What did it come down to? It came down to your defense making a stop on Tom Brady, and you couldn't get the job done. So what does that tell you? That tells you you have an issue with situational football. It wasn't the fact, oh, it was in the offensive hands. You know, the offense couldn't get a first down, fine. But when it came down to it, your defense had to make a stop. And did your defense make a stop? No, they did not. So what more do you need to see? It was your side of football, your bread and butter, your calling card that couldn't get the job done. And you're the one calling the plays. What more do you need to see? I want this dude up out of here. I don't care how great. Look, I don't care if the Saints have a chance to be the 85 Bears. I'm willing to sacrifice that to get this dude up out of here. Clean out DA Locker, dude, is now 12 and 39 as a coach. 98%, I bet. Chris says uh, the guy on the Boot Tragedy podcast said the same thing. He going to keep pushing the narrative until Dennis Allen is gone. Look, I, look I'm on. It's not even at this time. Chris is not even a narrative. It's a. It's a formality. That's what it should be. Yeah, like this this dude needs to go, man. Like seriously, this dude needs to go. Like you, bro. There's no way. There is like. Don't don't get it twisted, folks. I, I get it. You know, shots out to Gail Benson. You know, she she walks out there. You know, she she uses the little you know what I'm saying golf cart during training camp. She waves like she you know like the queen of, uh, you know the queen of England and stuff like that. She carries herself with a little bit of style and grace. And all that, but at the end of the day, these owners care about money. They care about people spending money at concessions for for Saints gear, for Saints stuff, for tickets, for season tickets. I'm telling you right now, there is no way, there is no way that people are going to be spending their money, their hard-earned money, to go and buy season tickets or to buy tickets. For a Dennis Allen-led football team, it is not happening. Like, seriously. Like, you can double down on that and you can say, oh, 
we have complete faith in Dennis Allen. We believe in him. It was just a little bit of bad luck, you know, injuries here, and all that kind of stuff there. Bruh, miss me with that. We've seen this team with everybody. We've seen this team with half of a roster. We've seen this team with little to no roster. We got an opportunity to see this. At the beginning of the year, everybody that we was like, well, he ain't, he ain't, he ain't here, he ain't here, he ain't playing, he ain't playing, he ain't playing. We seen all this, and the Saints still had the must-up must ways to get victories against the Atlanta Falcons. We seen them boys with all hands on deck. They still lost to Tampa. We seen them with all hands on uh, deck, and they still lost to Carolina. So miss me with that stuff about, oh, Dennis Allen can get it done if he have a full roster. That wasn't it. Then all of a sudden, oh, you went through a little bit of hardship, and you still was losing. And then all of a sudden, you start to get guys back, and you still was losing. So what more do you need to see? What more do you need to see? You can look, look, you cannot, man, you cannot fool me. Okay. You cannot fool me. Maybe you can fool some of these folks, but you can't fool me. I've seen this team in every situation that they're going to try to prove or say or try to make an excuse for Dennis Allen to come back. I've seen them in all situations. This team didn't look good with a full roster. They didn't look good with a half a roster. They didn't look good with little to no roster. So what do you need to see? Besides the fact that you like Dennis Allen, he's a nice guy. Well, there's a lot of nice guys out here, but that don't mean they need to be head coaches. Simple. Uh, please don't beat me. I've been abused in the past, says the drum. Thank you for the $2. I'm going to stroll down a little bit. I'm going to stroll down a little bit, folks. Uh, it says uh, the only person that plays with passion is Cam Jordan. I, I Look, I, I don't want to say that. Cam Jordan plays with passion. Alante Taylor plays with passion. I see uh, Caden Ellis playing with passion. Pete Warner playing with passion. Um you know, you got some guys out here that's, that's playing with passion, even for, to a certain extent. I, not, well, I don't want to say a certain extent. I think Chris Olave playing uh, with passion. You got some guys out here that like it. Demario Davis. These guys, these guys not phoning it in. But at the same time, you know, when I look at guys like Alvin Kamara, um, people talking about that court case. Nah, that ain't it. OK, uh, for anybody that ever played uh, football, that ever played any organized sports and your team sucks, it, it, it can take a toll on you. When you know for a fact that this guy in front of you is supposed to be your lead blocker, you know he about to pretty much probably fall on the ground and he probably about to whiff, you know, and you about to take a, a crucial hit. That can be very, very frustrating. I've never seen Alvin Kamara tiptoe like that. Now, he does quit on plays from time to time. Like, if you have an opportunity to kind of turn it up, like, he, you'll see him head towards out of bounds. He ain't going to try to fight for no extra yards, you know. But for the most part, like, when it comes to, like, trying to hit the hole or trying to make somebody miss or trying to break a tackle. He tries. I never seen Alvin Kamara like willingly tries to go down with the first level of contact on a halfback uh, dive or on a stretch play. It just seemed like to me, he, he looked like a guy that's dejected. He looked like a guy that gave up and maybe he's a guy that feels like maybe he needs to go on the greener patches. I don't know. Maybe he feel like this team has reached this point and you know, he's towards, uh, you know, he almost 30 years old and maybe he wants to get a chance to win and he sees what the saints are going to be. And maybe that's what it is. But it seemed like to me, he, he ran like he was trying to conserve himself. Now, I mean, go back and watch the game tape. Don't lie. I mean, unless he's about to, you know, and, and if he comes out later on and says he was dealing with an injury, I know he had a rib injury earlier. Then I will apologize for that. But to me, he, he ran like somebody that, that quit. So, I mean, I, I have to question his passion when it comes to that, but I can't get mad at him for knowing that his offensive line ain't going to block for him and he's going to absorb a lot of punishment. Uh, I want my ones with D.A. 
Uh, that's how frustrated I am. Uh, I am ridiculous. Uh, let's see when uh, they name him as head coach and Pete as OC. I made a comment and people went at me hard. Uh, I knew this was going to happen. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. Like, let, let's 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 just be real about this. We all giving our opinion. Now, sometimes we give our opinion and we end up being right. But there's no way in the world you knew that that was going to happen. All right. So we just throw things in the air and we just hope that sometimes, you know, they they land. You know, I say things all the time and I'll be like, OK, man, it's going to happen. And then I'll be like, oh, yeah, you know, it did. And then it does happen. But we didn't know that for a fact. For the majority of all the people, a lot of people were on board. A lot of people were on board. And the only reason we grandstanded right now, because it just seemed like we right in this particular situation. Nobody, nobody could have could have could have pictured this at all. Nobody. Nobody could have pictured this. No, like you could have thought like the Saints maybe, you know, we're talking about 12 and five and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. But not even being in contention, picking in the top five. There's no way. I mean, but that's a that was a good guess, though. I give you that. Face reality, we're eliminated straight up. D.A. hangs on timeouts like uh, they are transferable uh, game to game. Yeah. You know, I, I said this, though, you know, to be quite honest with you. The biggest play wasn't the whole uh, Mark Ingram play. Y'all want to know what the real big play was? The biggest play to me was the Donovan Smith uh, holding call. Because if you go back, like, think about this. If Donovan Smith didn't hold on that play, Chris Godwin scores a touchdown and the Saints have 23 seconds left with three timeouts. So the Saints would have got the ball back. So honestly, by Donovan Smith holding and them getting pushed back, it was it gave them opportunity to burn more time off the clock. So if Chris Goblin would have ended up scoring, the Saints probably would have got the ball back if they would have kicked it out of his zone with 23 seconds left and three timeouts. And you had the opportunities to get into field goal range to win the football game. So that that holding call, even though a holding call can be detrimental to a team, it actually helped the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because it helped them burn more time on the clock and it only left three seconds on the clock versus 23 seconds on the clock versus the you know w- what it should have been. So if that would if that wouldn't have happened, the Saints would have got the ball back with three timeouts. And if they would have gotten to field goal range, who knows what would have happened? I mean, so Donovan Smith honestly is the is the player of the game, even though he made a mistake. It ended up being the best thing to happen to Tampa. I've seen a lot of Saints on the ground this game, too. Uh let's see, ready for Sean Payton to coach for whoever, and we get some first round picks. Look. That's what I'm talking about. That's that's what we need to be focused on. All this stuff about what they need to do. They need to run this. They need to run that. They need to run the Viv. Start this dude. Start that dude. It's over, folks. I'm looking forward to next year. Let's try to get Sean Payton back into the league. Uh, hopefully, we find a team desperate enough, maybe in the top 10, that we can get their draft pick. That's the only thing I'm caring about at this particular point. I mean, Dennis Allen can coach his little heart out. Yeah, for the rest of the year, get him up out of here. That's all I care about. <clears throat> Getting this dude out of my face. Now, I don't care about anything else except Dennis Allen getting up off that sidelines. And, and P. Carmichael can go with him. It's a uh, done deal with Allen. Loomis probably sees it as he didn't uh, get his guy, a quarterback, and, and give this bum one more. Man, look, 
I'm telling you right now. I'm telling you right now. You can, man, there, there's not a, bro, they, they, they are not, they are not going to convince the Huda Nation to invest another year in this dude. It just not happened. The only reason I can see the Saints bringing this dude back is because they know they pro that he probably incompetent. They probably know he probably incompetent, and they probably feel like it probably will be the same situation. But this time, maybe you can actually get the fifth pick in the draft. That's the only. That's the only way. That's the only way I can see it bringing this dude back because you know it ain't about winning. You know it ain't about leading men. Like what has he? What has? What has Dennis Allen done this season for you to be convinced that he's he's the answer for the for the foreseeable future? Ready for Sean Payton, the coach. I already read that. Uh, Pammy, don't uh, leave us. It isn't easy. Let's see. I will still watch and always support my team, but I have zero expectations for him. I think we all do. Not at least this season, we we do. You done shook back. Uh, you wasn't doing good Monday. Uh, Man, it wasn't the fact that I wasn't doing good Monday. It's the fact that I just didn't have anything to say. What more What more can I say that it has not, I mean, been said already? Like, why would I, honestly, man, I live a good life. Seriously, I get a chance to talk to you all all the time. Uh, I got a beautiful wife. I got a healthy, loving son. You know what I'm saying? I got a nice career. Why would I be sitting up here subjecting myself and being angry at something that I already know it is pretty much a foregone conclusion that this team isn't good and Dennis Allen stinks. Like, we sitting up here, man, they did – like, how many times – how many times are we going to talk about how this dude's scared and how conservative his play calling is or how he doesn't, you know, how he doesn't really push the envelope, how he really just doesn't show that much emotion, how he just doesn't – I mean, how many times are we going to say this? How many times are we going to talk about how undisciplined this team is, how, how heartless this team plays at times? How much like how many times we gonna say this? I mean, it's pretty much like people think that I was upset about the loss. No, I wasn't upset about the loss. I mean, the Saints been losing all season. It's just the fact that you know it just it's just pathetic at this point. And like it's like, what more do you need to say, man? I like for real. I, I had no emotional attachment to this game at all. It scared me as 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 little. Uh, attachment that i had i was wondering if da disciplined ak41 for the fumbles and cut his plays i think he did i think that's that's probably what happened if you look at it because mark ingram was carrying the ball a little bit more than he was did you see the video on twitter of, with a fan calling out mickey loomis and telling him it's up to him da gotta go mickey lo looked like he had the stomach flu it's bad to <laughs> to be buddies with employees Angela, yeah, you know, I, I saw that. You know, I actually posted that on, on my Twitter page, too. Yeah, but, I mean, look, this man was out here doing guys' work. I mean, it, it's just that simple. You know, it, it looked, you know, it looked bad. Uh, let's see. Allen, 12 and 39. Dalton, 6 and 19 on primetime and 3 and 7 as our starters. They both are losers. Jameis, 6 and 3 and carried the team on his back to beat uh, the buzzers, not Dalton. Uh, look, all I know is I don't look at this particular point. At this particular point, it, it, it's pointless. Like this whole Jameis Winston, uh, Andy Dalton debate is pointless. Neither one of these guys coming back. If, if you want to be real, like neither one of them, not Andy Dalton. I don't think he's coming back. Jameis Winston ain't coming back. So it's, it's, it's pointless at this point. 
You know, I, I just want look, I just want a franchise quarterback. I just want somebody that's going to be able to see the field, make plays. And I want a coach that's going to help him guide him and help him to reach his full potential, whoever that may be. None, none of these guys are going to be the franchise quarterback in the New Orleans Saints. You might maybe get one year out of these guys as a bridge guy, but none of these guys are going to be the starting quarterback for this team going forward. I'm not going to be talking about Jameis Winston nor Andy Dalton five years from now being a quarterback of the Saints. So for us to be getting upset and mad and still talking about back injuries and still talking about Andy Dalton's decision-making and conservative play, all this stuff is just completely pointless. Both of these boys are going to be having to find new places to play, rather it's going to be next year or, or the year after that. But neither one of these guys are the franchise quarterbacks. Simple. You know, it's it just as simple as that. Yeah, at this point, I just think that we just need a whole overhaul. I'm talking about at, at the quarterback position and coaching. Uh, on to 2023, who stays, who goes, players, I mean. Look, I don't know. Um, me personally, I want to see Cam Jordan go because I want to see this man at least play for a Super Bowl or at least uh, contend for a championship before he retires. Same thing with Demario Davis. Uh, Mark Ingram, he needs to go. The Saints need to get younger at the running back position. David Ayamada, he needs to go. The Saints need to get younger in the interior. Uh, Marcus Davenport, he needs to go. The Saints need to get themselves a better pass rush. They need to continue. They need to overhaul this entire defensive line because all they got is a bunch of lengthy, long, six foot six, six foot seven guys that got one move, and that's a bull rush. And if you've been in a weight room for a couple of months, you'll be able to keep them at bay. I don't see no skills. I don't see no spinning. I don't see no 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 quick tick twitch or nothing like that. Right? I don't see none of that stuff. All these guys are just tall and lanky and got long arms, and they just feel like, oh, I can just get past this guy with a square move, man. Bring yourself to the 21st century in modern day NFL when you got guys like TJ White and you got some of these smaller guys that are out here that's not six foot seven and 290 pounds attacking a quarterback. You got these bit little, little small guys that are almost pass rush linebackers that can get past these big burly offensive linemen and it makes them it makes it hell for these guys. And that's one of the main reasons why the Saints struggle. That's the main reason why the Saints struggle. Watching the Saints uh, defensive line in the trenches towards the end of that game was just absolutely pathetic. Like, all these boys just got one move, and that's a bull rush, trying to push this dude back in the face. And then you seen Tom Brady just climbing in the pocket. Old Tom Brady, about 55 years old, climbing in the pocket. This defensive line needs an overhaul. The safeties need an overhaul. And uh, they need they need running back. And, and you need another wide receiver. Get Jarvis Landry up out of here, too. You know, Jarvis Landry, I, I don't know. I know he probably deal with an ankle and knee injury. But that boy looks slow as molasses out there. Like it, it looked, it looked bad. Like your boy looked like he about forty five out there. You know, like he, like they they say he looked like he have a piano on his back. Like it's good, you know. All these circus Olay catches before the game and pillowettes and all that kind of stuff. That's cool, you know. what I'm saying if you went to social media and watching all that stuff, but you ain't doing nothing right now. Like I can't remember last time Jarvis Landry actually made a play. He just out there. So if we can find ourselves another wide receiver. You know, maybe younger still got a little bit of spring in their step. Get get the rest of these little undrafted guys out here that just happy to be there, calling their mom up and see, hey, did you see me on TV? I was running down there on special teams. Like, let's let's try to find some playmakers here, and let's try to find some guys that's grimy. Let's change, um, let's change the way that we're looking at this football team. Let's change the attitude of this football team. Let's get younger. Simple. Uh, let's see. Rich says, TJ, this what football uh, looks like with betting thank you very much for the two dollars 
Uh, I guess you're referring to the fact that you feel like they, you know, the fix is in. I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I mean, making boneheaded decisions like that 12 years into your career, I mean, it's going to make people feel like the fix is in. And being a good coach <clears throat> has a lot to do with, <clears throat> excuse me, has a lot to do with adjustments to the situation. If you can't make the necessary adjustments, you don't need to be coaching. And Dennis Allen don't have that. Yep. Simple. What kills us was the PI from Paulson to Debo, but didn't have safeties over the top. If if Dennis Allen would have been the coach, the man that he needs to be, then this wouldn't have happened. Because the passing play, the stepping up out of bounds with Mark Ingram, none of that stuff wouldn't have happened. Because the first time when Mark Ingram stepped out of bounds, you probably would have seen a coach that have any level of passion, any type of uh, confidence within himself, yelling and screaming to high heaven about, you know, we need to be running the clock. We need to be running the clock. And maybe they won't even be using those type of light words. And there's no way in the world that you would have even been thinking about it going for it uh, in a passing play on third and one. No way. No way. So it, it still goes back to coaching. Still goes back to coaching. Uh, he's been uh, cleaning since week one. Yeah, we done with this dude. Uh, Sean Payton uh, wants that charge job, even though he'll never admit it. I mean, I don't blame him. That's a good. That's a good spot to be in. They 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 can win now. They can win now. Uh, the decisions the front office making uh, Payton contract with Aspire and we'll get nothing for him. Uh, I doubt that he he want to he want to coach. He didn't. He never wanted to even go to television. Uh, Twitter, uh, Eden Da alive, guys. Yeah, it's probably a, it's probably a good thing that he's not on Twitter. Uh, to me, it doesn't matter if we have every player of the team as a first round pick or number one pick. If Da is coach, it's for nothing. That guy wouldn't uh, know what to do with it. That man, now that that now that is true. I and I and I, I was saying this, and people got mad at me. You know, I think it was when I was talking about Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky. And I was talking with uh, Nick Underhill on Twitter, and I was saying, like, I don't care who you have. I said it's about coaching, and if you don't have the right coaches, they're not going to put you in a position to succeed no matter how much talent you got. And people just started uh, getting on me because I was talking about Ronald Curry and, you know, and him being a quarterback's coach and that, this, that, and the third. But I'm like, this ain't it. Like, he ain't, he's not getting what he needs to receive from this coaching staff, so he's not going to uh, succeed. He's not. And people are like, man, how you know Ronald Curry is going to be a good coach? Because, look, because I know what good coaching is. I'm a product of good coaching, okay? I became a broadcaster, and the broadcaster I am polishing to be because of good good coaching. You know, my uh, the, the general manager who retired has over 40 years of experience in broadcasting, and the guy – you know, that's that's here alongside with me has almost 40 years himself. So I know what it's like when I first got into broadcasting. I went to a radio station when I was uh, working out in Brandon, Mississippi. And what I learned there was absolutely nothing. It was trash. You know what I'm saying? I didn't learn the ins and outs of radio until I got to South Carolina. And I, I, I never grew. I never, you know, I never, you know, I never reached my full potential until I got here. And I was able to learn some of the things that I needed to learn in order to get where I needed to be. So you can have all the talent in the world. But if you don't have anybody that can 
tap into it and help you elevate it. It's not happening. So I don't care who you have. I absolutely agree with that. I don't care if you come in with Kayla Williams. I don't care if you come in with C.J. Stroud. I don't care if you come in with Hendon Hooker. I don't care who you come in with. Whatever quarterback come in here, if you can't help them reach their full potential, if you don't have the coaching staff, they will never reach it. Thank you, TJ. Uh, I'm with you. Uh, that's the main focus. I don't care about the woulda, coulda, shoulda with Jameis and all that. It's all about getting D.A. out of here. Exactly. I, I just... I just, man, at this point, we still like if you still debating quarterbacks, I don't know what to tell you. None of them gonna be here. Like I, I don't know. Like, look, for those that know about communications, um, I'm pretty sure you know. Just afford me a few minutes to explain this. Life is about semiotics sometimes. Like sometimes we we want people to tell us things point blank, right? And it's just like yesterday, well, the day before we had a show and we were talking about, uh, we we seen somebody say, well, if, if he didn't say that, then I, I don't believe it. But sometimes you don't have to do that. You know, semiotics is the study of signs and symbols. It's the study of signs and symbols, what something means, right? You know, there's not somebody in the middle of the street, in the middle of traffic that's yelling, stop, stop, in order for your car to stop, right? There's a traffic light and it's red and you stop, right? Because that's the indication. That is a sign of stop and green means go. What I'm saying is by Jameis Winston being on the sidelines all this time, you got Gail Benson, you got Mickey Loomis, you got Dennis Lauscher. If they wanted Jameis Winston to play, he would be playing. If, if they wanted him to be out there, he would be out there. But, you know, and I'm pretty sure there's a conversation that happened behind the scenes, what's going on with Jameis and and all this, you know, because by him coming out saying that, of course, you know, you have to look at it from a PR standpoint. You don't want any bad backlash from your organization. And they probably told him. So. It's not happening. And then with Andy Dalton, I mean, come on, man, give me a break. It's not happening. The future of the New Orleans Saints is not in the building. I, I don't care. You're like we can look. I like Jameis just as much as everybody else, but we just got to be 100 real, man. You, you're almost 30 years old, and every you know everybody's talking about these circumstances. Like, oh, you know, his back was hurt, his leg was hurting. Chris Godwin went this way. Uh, Mike Evans went that way. Uh, they didn't have a running game. They didn't have offensive line. Uh, he averaged this. He, he did this in the red zone. At the end of the day, nobody cares. Like, you can put all these different excuses up there, but nobody cares. This is about what you have done. And he hasn't done He hasn't done enough, you know, for us to just be sitting up here and saying, oh, yeah, he's going to be a future. Besides the fact that you like him and he's a very personable guy and he's friendly. And, his, you know what I'm saying, his family is friendly, his representation is friendly. I mean, that's, that's basically all you can say. That, that's not going to save you. If that's the case, then, you know, I mean, Dennis Allen is a nice guy from, for everybody to tell you, but that's not going to get results. What we have right now, I'm sorry, folks, but here's the reality. What we have is a bunch of speculation. If Jameis Winston would have continued to play, then the Saints would have made the playoffs. But guess what? We, we can't live in an alternative universe. The reality is Jameis Winston is a guy who has a reputation of turning the ball over, who's never made the playoffs, and has been on teams that have not been successful. 
It's just that simple. And you can bring up as many analytics as you want to. You can bring up as much stuff as you want to. Guess what? None of these organizations care. None of them care. Now, you will probably have a couple uh, coaches out there that have the mind frame of Sean Payton. They like to uh, deal with guys that people just feel like or deem unfixable. But as far as I'm concerned, I don't think Jameis Winston will ever get a fair shot for the rest of his career as a true starting quarterback. Like, here, here's the book. If you fail, then, you know what I'm saying, we still going to work with you. I just think that that ship is sailed, folks. It is what it is. All right. We can we can put everything that we want on it. We can talk about the conspiracy, the black conspiracy, the, the white man trying to hold a black man down. We can do all these different things you want to. But the reality is this. Well, how people see Jameis Winston in the National Football League is as unfair as it may be. I mean, it's going to cause him to not probably possibly not get opportunities at, 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 as a starting quarterback legitimately probably you know you'll probably get chances like like your bridge waters or you know like like your Ch taylor heineke's and stuff like that but as far as the starter or as far as like him ever having to not look over his shoulders because somebody else can possibly come in to take a job not happening injured james winston bat uh let's see dalton uh doesn't have that i'm gonna stroll down a little bit more man uh i'm gonna go ahead and get up out of here after a few more says i'm not sure of the love affair with ingram he's been trash ever since they resigned him to the team well look i just think the love affair comes from the fact that the saints drafted him back in 20 uh, 2011 uh and it was a you know it was an up and down relationship uh with mark ingram you know when he first got here the first couple of years he didn't live up to that heisman potential that everybody was talking about and you know all of a sudden you know he became a better pass catch out of the backfield and got really, really good over like a three, four year span, and people started to respect him. And then, of course, when he left, people were hurt by it. And then we came back; they welcomed back with open arms because of what he did. Um, I just think that, I mean, Mark Ingram has been a New Orleans Saint the majority of his NFL career, so you you have to have like a level of respect for him. But um, yeah, when since he's come back, look, Father Time is undefeated. It is undefeated. Like you, you what Mark Ingram thinks about himself is not the player that he is. I mean, you should have confidence in yourself, of course, but you may not see yourself as a 32-year-old a uh, running back who, you know, on, on borrowed time. Maybe you still, you, you know, you, I hear him all the time say, well, you know, I'm not like most running backs. I always shared the backfield with other running backs throughout my career, so I got more tread on the tires. But um, you running football enough, I mean, you're going to find yourself – a tad bit slower those instincts gonna be a tad bit behind it's just it's just what it is so but i mean i respect his confidence in himself but it is he's not that player anymore uh the quarterback from uh, tennessee hendon hooker should be the starter for the saints no bridge yeah i mean look if you get the right coach up in there but if if not i feel bad for the dude i do i feel i feel bad for him if they don't get the right coach in here because we're going to be in the same situation I, and we're going to be talking like this dude ain't got it uh when that uh defensive pass interference happened i screamed my butt off i ranted and after the comeback touchdown i was quiet 30 minutes later i sounded the alarms and ran in some more yeah i'm i was like i just hunched my shoulder i'm like okay let's go ahead and do this show let people talk uh james knew he wasn't coming back that's why uh he felt so comfortable exposing things in that interview but i agree in the end 
It don't matter because our coaches can't get anything out of anyone. Yeah, that's my whole point. That, that That's my whole point. Like, I don't care who it is. Honey Badger has been a liability this season. I mean, I think he's played pretty good over the last three games, you know. But I also think that it's, a, it's the way that they actually, you know, they ask, what they're asking him to play. I think it has a lot to do with it, too. I don't think he can is playing as free as he did at other teams that, that he was a part of. Uh, this roster is probably the best roster in NFL history to not make the playoffs. Nah, I'm pretty sure you had some other rosters in the past that they probably better. Uh, don't forget, Honey Badger dude is just here to collect the check. So you think he did for a little victory run? <laughs> Let me go home a little bit. Let me eat a couple hot sizes on French and keep it moving. Our defense really not that good. We need to change our defensive scheme. Uh, I think it's good. I just think that sometimes it, it just goes up against a modern day, a modern offense that they're not prepared for. What the Saints defense is designed for is mostly like the game that they played against Tampa. They match up really well against teams like that because, you know, you got a, a quarterback that ain't going to do too much of nothing. You're a statue. So uh, all of our safety play has been a liability. Why uh, why we don't blitz no more? You don't want to blitz Tom Brady. You don't want to blitz. Yeah, you don't want to do that. <laughs> uh, let's use this four games to evaluate everybody. I mean, everybody. I mean, that's all you can do at this point. Jarvis Landry down bad for that. Yeah, Jar Jarvis Landry, I don't know if he's hurt or he just slow as slow as molasses now. I, I don't know. Like he he I don't know. That, that, he does not look right. Like I was watching, like just watching him run these routes. I'm like, man, what are you doing? Uh let's see. Our defense has been decent uh, the last month. Our offense has been a problem all season, inconsistent, not balanced penalties. Yeah, I mean, defense is good. But you also have to have offensive offensive scheme and offensive plays and, I don't know, maybe some confidence. If you don't have that, you ain't got nothing. Mark Ingram likely out for the rest of the season with a partial MCL tear. Yeah, I seen that. I seen that. Uh, Shouts out to the brother. Hope he's all right, you know. TJ, when are we going to uh, look at Mickey Loomis? Next year? Next year. I'm a, I look, I'll give him – look, you made a mistake. It was dumb. You know, at the time, I, I, everybody was like, okay, man, whatever. But next year, I'm, I'm judging him next year. I'm, I'm, I'm judging him more harshly next year. Because, I mean, this isn't like a, a reoccurring thing where I've just seen like it just egregious, egregious move after egregious move after egregious move. Now, next year, when it comes to Mickey Loomis, my energy going to be a little bit different. My energy is going to be a little different because I just feel like right now, if we're getting mad at Mickey Loomis, like his name, his name really rarely ever comes up when it comes to making mistakes. So I'm not going to put him in this this category just yet. We're just doing this because, you know, what we thought happened didn't happen. So when it comes to Dennis Allen, I mean, you have a reputation of sucking as a coach. You know, Mickey Loomis doesn't have a reputation of sucking as a GM. I mean, it's just one year of something like his decisions being flagrantly bad and it, it is you know it's it's obvious so next year next year is when i'm going to be like really critical this offseason i think amara hurt his leg uh kept running out uh from under him well i don't know 
I don't know if he hurt his leg or not, but I can tell you he, he ran with no passion in this last game. None. None whatsoever. I mean, I ain't never seen Alvin Kamara like that. Alvin Kamara, Alvin Kamara ran like he, he had what them them F this runs. That's what it that's what they call it. Like, forget this. Like, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Here the ball. All right. You know what I'm saying? No passion, no nothing. Like, okay, I'm about to get hit. You know, so I'm not even gonna try. Even even like that that lateral, like I know it wasn't gonna work, but you know the lateral goes to him, and he's trying to fight upfield, and like he ain't, like well he ain't even try to fight upfield. He caught the ball or whatever like that. He wasn't even trying to look for nobody behind. He just went down like man, look this this issue ain't gonna work. Let's get out of here, you know. So that man that man checked out. Like I'm telling you, go back and watch go back and watch that game. Go watch his runs and tell me, go tell me that ain't a man that that that's dejected or checked out. Okay, I mean, to me, he looked like he checked out. AK was running uh, like his Juco days. <laughs> can't even blame. Uh, I can't. I mean, he know the offensive line wasn't going to be able to block for him. And that can be frustrating. Sean and Drew, we took for granted. Now we're seeing uh, DA. And, yeah, I mean, sometimes you can't take people for granted. You don't know what you have until it's gone. But at the same time, some people don't ever uh, – notice that because organizations do a good job at a at a good bridge program right they get another quarterback in after the other guy come in and you still find success tj uh, already talked about that and let's see eric b enemy uh should be the saints head coach offensive mastermind and change culture like sean payton did well they need to find somebody that's going to change this culture because the culture they got right now is not working it's just not working it, it's it's absolutely pathetic um, but thank you all so much for checking out the State of the Saints podcast. I ask that you hit the like button if you enjoy the show. 268 people watching this right now, please hit the like button. Thank you for all those that donated to the show. Uh, Shouts out to you. I really appreciate that. Uh, previous episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Anchor FM. Uh, also, Facebook.com. Search the State of the Saints podcast. And you can also check uh, me out on Twitter at TJAY. Uh, Jones 8. Till next time, all I got to say is, who that?